Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Sons and Daughters. I am your host, Arden Bevere, and today I am joined with my beautiful, lovely, sexy, Keep going. cute wife, Christian Bevere, the one and only. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling hyped up now. Yeah, as you should. That was like an <laughs> intro for a basketball game, except for the all the beautiful and, I mean, if they were calling basketball players all that stuff, that'd be a little awkward, but I call you those things, so that's the, that's the great should. part. But um, we have a fun conversation today, don't we? We do. Uh, it's actually really fun to me because it started from a conversation we had. In and, the car. In the, yep, in the car, uh, coming back from our two-year anniversary. And I don't even know how it got started. I think it was just an idea that popped in our one of our minds <laughs> or our mind collectively. One of our, one of our crazy ideas <laughs> that just randomly pop into our heads at times yeah. that we go um, into tangents around. But. but that idea was around the whole premise of Jesus coming on earth, being 100% man, and 100% God simultaneously, and what all that actually means, and what all that gives way to in our lives. So this conversation is going to be less theological. This isn't like a university take notes kind of conversation. It's more to be awe-inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, because this is a, you know, it can be a tricky situation. Some people hear that and they're like, well, 100% God and 100% man, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. But yet Jesus was the perfect demonstration of that. And so how that was possible, I think, is so beautifully illustrated through the Bible and how um, really, we get to see the glimpses and the understanding of why he had to be 100% man and why he had to be 100% God and to live that out. And as we get to kind of look at this idea and concept, we get to see the ways that we get to walk just as Jesus did on this earth and in that authority. Mm-hmm. So can we just kind of catch people up to where we were in our conversation of um if we can remember, how did you start it off? Yeah. Um, well, I think I think the conversation comes. Uh, you've really got to understand. I think as I was as we were talking, we were talking about how God has given dominion over earth to man, and that idea that dominion has been given onto earth, and and what happened because we were I think we were actually talking about the whole Garden of Eden and how. You know, God didn't just step in. Like, why didn't God just step in when Eve was about to take the fruit and been like, no, no, do you understand all the things that are going to go wrong, all the things that are going to happen because of this? You understand the pain that you're going to cause, all this stuff. And God didn't step in. And there was a key reason why God did not step in and why I think a lot of people can have this idea and they're like, well, why doesn't God step in in my life when these, or why doesn't God step in when all these bad things are going on Mm -hmm. and stuff like that? Like how could a good God allow bad things to happen in the whole conversation? Yeah, exactly. And I think there's a key part that we see in Genesis and it says that God gave dominion over earth to man. And if God would have stepped in in that scenario or stepped in in some of the scenarios that we see play out today, he would have been breaking his own word. Mm -hmm. And that's not the God that we serve. God is true to his word from beginning to end. He is always the same. He is Elohim. And he did not want to violate his own word by stepping in. And so that comes into this play of 100% man. And 100% God. Mm -hmm. Because when we see Jesus and and the prophecies about him, you look at Isaiah and what he says, he says, unto us a child is born and unto us a son is 
given. Mm -hmm. Now we think like when we're thinking about this scripture, we look at it as, okay, a child is born and a son is given. So we just, we look at those two things as we're like, it's a baby boy. Like that he's talking about the same person. Actually, he's not. What he's talking about is he says, when unto us a child is born, he's talking about the 100% man. He is talking about the person of Jesus being born. And then unto us a child is given. That is the person of Christ. That is God giving Christ to Jesus. God giving Christ as 100% God to the 100% man, which is Jesus. And so Mary was not the mother of Christ. Mm -hmm. Mary was the mother of Jesus, which was the child. But the son was given to the child. And so there's that perfect illustration of balance of son and 100% man Mm -hmm. and 100% God. Flesh and then spirit. The flesh and spirit, which I think is important for us to understand as we're kind of going into this conversation because this is something, as I said, it's going to help us walk this out as sons and daughters because we saw how Jesus did this so beautifully of balancing the 100% flesh that he has just as You know, when Jesus left this earth, he said, hey, it's better that I leave so that the Holy Spirit may come. The Holy Spirit can come because it fills all of his sons and daughters, and we operate with that 100% God, his spirit operating in us. So Mm -hmm. what else have we talked about? You know, we also went a little deeper in talking about what that partnership looked like for Jesus when he was on the earth, the partnership within him, and then how that partnership actually is resembled in our daily walk and how I think it's awesome to think about the same spirit that was in Jesus lives in us. Yeah. You know, it, it's a different form. Like you're saying, he was born 100% man, 100% God, and then now we have the Holy Spirit. But it is you know, the three-in-one. It's the same spirit, not in a way because I think we're so inundated with the comparison mindset in this day and age that we think, okay, well, if Jesus did this, then my life has to look like this if it's the same spirit. But it's more so again, awe-inspiring that the same spirit that raised people from the dead is the spirit that lives within us. And I think we've limited um, what that looks like, what it looks like to walk in the spirit, what it looks like to partner with the Holy Spirit. And today, and we, you know, we think, yeah, miracles are still a thing, but I don't see them in my life. Miracles are great, but that's what Jesus did. It's not what I can do. And, and, you know, it's it's more than just miracles uh, to limit it. But it's this whole idea of how can we be 100% human and then be so alive in the spirit as well? Yeah. Well, and it's that beautiful, like you said, the beautiful partnership, because this is framing out this idea of 100% man, 100% God is framing out the beautiful partnership that we get to do with God, that God intended by giving dominion over man, because or, or over earth to man is because God was like, yeah, I could keep dominion over earth, but What I want to do is I want to partner with Mm -hmm. man. And you see throughout scripture, God partners with men. He partners with Abraham. And he's like, hey, Abraham, I got this city over here, Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to blow it up. What do you think? And and he said, well, no, 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 no. Like, and he, you know, he had that whole argument with God and he kept, yeah, he kept being like, well, let's bring it down to this and this. Just one righteous man is in there. And God said, okay, great idea. One righteous man. And, and Abraham said, hey, let me go, let me go get Lot out. And he said, because I'm about to give God permission to destroy this city. Mm-hmm. And, and so you see the partnership with Abraham. You see the partnership with um, with Moses. What was it? Like God came to Moses and God said, hey, I want to set my people free, but I need a person. Mm-hmm. I need a man to be able to do it because I need to partner 
with this man. Yeah. And, and can Moses. You, can you like go deeper onto that? Because I think people could skim over what you're saying here and it's really powerful. Yeah. Well, under, understanding. So when, when God, God cannot, he does not want to interfere on the affairs with earth because he gave dominion to man, mm-hmm. which means that when he wants to do something here on earth, he needs to partner with man. So understanding this as sons and daughters, like here, here's the thing, we, we've talked about this a lot, is that we need to understand the fullness that God has called us to. And not so much even the fullness, but the partnership that God has called us to do to walk in with him. And so with Moses, Moses, he comes, you know, God comes to him and, he, and Moses is like, no, no, uh, I, I can't speak well. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this, which is what many of us do. Like God right. comes to us with opportunities to infect change to see groundbreaking things happen. And uh, we we look at all of the, the human limitabilities and God says, I'm not going to work through human limitabilities. What I'm going to do is I'm going to allow your weaknesses to show my mm-hmm. strength. And, and I love how God does that. Because that's where it works best. That's exactly, that's his grace that's working inside of us. That's his grace that empowers us. And, and so I love it. Moses is like, I can't do this. And God said, I just need a man. That's it. Like just... <laughs> Just do it. And he said, here, look, here's the staff. And, and the interesting thing, and you see this partnership is, is um, you know, when Moses and all of the Israelites come up to the Red Sea, um, what happens is the Red Sea is just remaining still. And Moses is like, we've got to cross this. And he's like, what do I do? And God said, you, like, lift up your staff. Tell the, tell the waters to rise. And he's like, okay. So then he like he's like, I, t- I, I command these waters to rise. And then, boom, God moves. And then it goes, actually, the Israelites move all the way through the Red Sea and the Egyptians are still chasing after them. And Moses gets everyone through and he kind of looks back and he's like, why? why? Like, why is it not closing? And God says, you tell it to close. God mm-hmm. said, I've given you dominion. And what I'm going to do is not, it's not dominion that, well, hey, we have all this power. God says, no, I've given you dominion to allow my spirit to operate here on earth. And I want to partner with you. Like, I love this. You can see these uh, examples of um, really Jesus operating in the different sides of the Son of God and the Son of Man. Because throughout Scripture, Jesus t- refers to himself as the Son of God and the Son of Man. And now he's not referring to himself um, just by these titles because they're similar. And sometimes he's like, yeah, I want to say this one. Sometimes I mm-hmm. No, what he's actually doing is he's showing the authority he has as the Son of Man and the power that he has as the Son of God. And you see in actually John chapter 5, he says, I speak to you these timeless truths. Now, this is after he's done so many amazing miracles, and then the, the Pharisees are questioning him, and they say, by what, by what authority are you doing these things? And he says, all, he says, you know, hey, look, says, I speak to you this timeless truth. The Son of Man is not able to do anything from himself or through my own initiative. So he's saying, I can't do anything. This is that scripture where he talks about, I can't do anything except for outside of my Father. And he's showing this beautiful relationship that he has with his Father. And he says, now the Father now judges no one, for he has given all authority to judge to the Son. So again, he's talking about the Son of God. So he's showing all this authority, all this all this a power that he has been given by God through the 100% Son of God. And then he continues on and he says, I speak to you, your, he said, I speak to you eternal truth. Soon the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. So there you can hear it. The Son of God and those who listen will arise with life. For the Father has given the Son of God the Son, the power to impart life, even as the Father imparts life. 
He says, then the father has transferred to the son the authority to judge because he is the son of man. So he is so specific in saying the son of God and because he has authority to do those things. Yes, he has all the power because he is the son of God, but he has the authority to do those things because he is the son of man. I think that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you know what really struck out to me if the, those first examples you shared of Abraham and Moses from Abraham, you know, I hear the, the underlining tone of there was relationship between him. There was a conversation. There was, um, you know, the understanding, the empathy between God and this man. And then with Moses, I hear the underlying tone of obedience. It's just, okay, I will do this. Yeah, I will do this. I will raise my stick. (laughs) I will do, I will lead these people. And I think both of those together is, you know, the concoction for God to move on earth. It's relationship and obedience. And even looking at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, those are the two things I see as well. Yeah. You know, we see holiness, we see righteousness, we see uh, a man without sin and without blame and spotlessness. But but what do we see if we look underlying is relationship with the Father and obedience to his will. Yeah. He's contending with God. The rest of the disciples are sleeping. They can't keep their eyes open. He calls out Peter. Peter gets thrown under the bus. But Jesus is praying. And what he's doing is, is he's saying, you know, throughout John and the Gospels, um, he constantly says, I am one with the Father. I am in relationship with God. And then in Gethsemane, when he's praying, he's, in, he's so obedient. Despite the 100% flesh part of him, and he's like, I'm so tethered and so obedient and relational with uh, the one that created me, uh, the one that I am, who says I am, the one that I am completely partnered with, that, like you're saying, I can only do his will. Mm-hmm. That That is what sticks out. And he even says, um, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, like no matter what else, no matter what I feel, whatever emotions, um, whatever was contending within me to not go forward with this, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yeah. I just sandwiched, uh, there's verses in between those two. But, you know, we think of the whole 90s movement of the WWJD bracelets. We think of what that looks like to to do as Jesus would do. And if we take it to those underlying tones and kind of make it simple of relationship and obedience, that is something that every man and woman, child, whoever is listening to this, that is every example we see in the Bible is people doing that, even up to Jesus himself. And that is something even today we're all able to do. Yeah. It's not this this grand, well, if God calls me and he chooses me and the, you know the select few are going to do amazing things for God, but I think there is an invitation to partnership to model what Jesus modeled um, in even the simplest ways in our daily life. Yeah. And, and we were talking about this on the way over here of the importance of prayer. And, and you look at Jesus's life and Jesus is Christ manifested as a human, but yet Jesus spends so much of his life praying. He spends so much of his life mm-hmm. praying to God, being close to the Father, because he wants to imitate his Father. Like just as I read in that scripture, he's saying, hey, I, I, I do nothing except for what my Father's will is, what my Father does, what the Father in heaven does. And the only way that we know what the Father in heaven does is by our close intimate time with him. I think too many times we think that, hey, yes, just reading the word, um, like, hey, I I read one chapter of the Bible, that's my time in the word today. No, Christ was 
the manifest presence of the Word. The Bible says He was the Word, and the Word was、mm. with God. And so Christ was the Word. And I think too many times we do us a disservice of we just read our Bible and we're like, yeah, that's great. Like, okay, God's speaking to me through His Bible. And we miss out on the actual prayer aspect and spending time with God, just getting alone, getting quiet. Like Jesus did that. And I think you see in that moment of, as you talked about, of Garden of Gethsemane, when he's in there and he's battling between the flesh and the spirit, you see that balance of that flesh that he has、mm-hmm. to walk through, the, the things he has to navigate as a man is crying out because they know, hey, we are about to go through so much pain.、Mm-hmm. We are about to experience so much hurt. And we don't want to do this. But yet his spirit was saying, you Have to do this because you are、mm. going to bring change to all of the world and you're going to bring salvation.、Mm. And so he's saying that the, the spirit is ready, but the flesh is weak. So you see this beautiful thing. And what he was he what was he doing as those two things were battling is he was praying.、Mm-hmm. He was praying. He was praying to the point of exhaustion. And I think that's what we've got to do、yeah. is we've got that example of Jesus. Yes, he got to show that, yes, he walked this earth as man in the authority, but he also walked this earth as man so that he could show us how to、mm-hmm. live it out as humans, how to live it out as his sons and daughters. When we do balance the things of the flesh, when we、mm-hmm. do balance those temptations, when we do balance Those times when we maybe aren't acting out in the best way, but he showed such a beautiful example、mm-hmm. of how to do it well. And I love that he didn't run from it.、Yeah. He wasn't trying to cover it up of, okay, I'm 100% God. I, I can't be feeling discouraged. I can't be feeling doubtful.、Um, I can't. I mean, he was literally in the verse it says he was wishing it away. He was like, God, if there is any other way that this can be done, please let it be. And I think within us, if we feel a limitation, if we feel shame, if we feel unqualified, if we feel、um, unable to even pray the perfect prayer, as you're saying, we feel、um, unequipped to come to God and unequipped for God to use us. But if Jesus himself is, is speaking to his limitations and calling them out, I think when we hide from things, it almost gives them more power in our life. So if I'm, if I'm struggling in an area and I think, I have to cover this up. Like, I have to be the perfect Christian. I can't, I can't do this. Rather than saying, I'm going to call this out and I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to more so empower, like you're saying, through prayer, through declarations, the spirit within me,、yeah. because I know what to battle against.、Mm-hmm. That, in my mind, is following Christ and, and allows the spirit in us to rise. Well, it's that partnership, too, of what you talked about the Holy Spirit in you, like what、mm-hmm. that looks like. Because you were saying that on the way over here, where you're talking about how the Holy Spirit doesn't take away. Yeah, because I was thinking about this too in, in explanation. And even though 100%, 100%, you think, okay, no, it has to be 50 50. It has to equal up to 100. I'm not even great at math, but I know that. But there can be this idea of 100% and 100% coexisting. Because when I think of relationships like this that we would know today, you know, we think of,、um, A parasite and a host. We think of taking it back to the biblical stance,、um, you know, a, a demonic. Possessed. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Just going to flat out say it.、Um, those circumstances, a partnership、um, in one body, it comes in where the thing that was currently there is diminished by what is added. But when Jesus, being 100% man and 100% God, Whatever came first, chicken before the egg, the spirit or the man part,、um, they coexisted in a way that neither one of them was、um, having to sacrifice to give way to the other percentage. And what I mean by that is if 
God, if Jesus was walking the earth and he said, okay, today I'm going to be 100% flesh so I can relate to my disciples and, and empathize with them. Um, okay, that's who I am today. Um, tomorrow I have to do some miracles, so I need to enact that God spirit. You know, like you you even said, he gave way and he, he leaned into them and he, he used them the right way. But it wasn't as if um, one was hindering the other. Yeah. And I think that's important because we think, you know, especially people that are new to faith or, or determining if they want to take that plunge, we think, okay, if I become a Christian, that means everything within me, my individuality, my personality has to diminish. I so have to just, say no to all these things. Right. So <laughs> God's will, and it's kind of like the air quotes, like, okay, so God's will can happen in my life. I can't um, enjoy the things I used to. I can't show my personality. But instead, I really think that partnership the Holy Spirit comes and illuminates. It's like you have a passion on your life. Let the Holy Spirit come and illuminate that. Let him call you to higher standards. Yeah. I believe Moses was a leader before even um, leading the people to the promised land. Well, you know, getting as close as he could to the promised land. But the Holy Spirit coming within him ignited that in a way that made it stand out. Yeah. You know, you can have desires within you. You can have passions within you. But the partnership with the Holy Spirit illuminates both in a way that they both are able to grow together instead of having to diminish any other part of you. I think, and that's that's what gives us this amazing authority to be able to walk in. I mean, I remember when I talked to my dad about all these amazing things that he used to to see, these miracles and all mm-hmm. this stuff of back just crazy, 80s. yeah, back in the 80s of revival, back where, you know, everyone had mustaches and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> that, that's where I, the was power like, came I was from, like, what, yeah, what was it? That's why I'm growing up my mustache. But um, I asked him, I said, what was the what was the key thing with all these amazing leaders that were leading these movements? And he said, honestly, it was their prayer life. He said, that was mm-hmm. the number one thing. And that's the, that's the incredible thing is that when it's 100%, like as you saw with Jesus, he's 100% God, 100% man. It wasn't that he had to, like, kind of not what you're saying, but like it wasn't he had to diminish one. It was that at like, all times, off. yeah, at all times, he was operating in 100% man and 100% Christ. And I love that. He gave, he knew when to give way, when to uh, lean into what God was doing in a situation, but he never one was never diminished mm-hmm. by the other. And, and I think that's so important because I think we think, you know, hey, our humanity is our downfall. Yeah. And God's saying, no, you are actually the tools that I need to operate change on this world. That's why I have shown you through scripture and scripture and scripture that I have partnered mm-hmm. with mighty people, you know, men and women throughout the Bible, through my mm-hmm. spirit, and partnered with them because they, human, have dominion over earth. And, you know, this is just, it, it's such an interesting idea. And, and as we said, you know, this is our conversation of it. Um, we don't think we're, we don't think, we don't think we're, we're very much like, you know, hey, we're professionals or we know everything on this topic. We honestly are learning. And, and we just had this conversation between a husband and wife and we thought it was interesting. We wanted to share that. And um, we think this is a beautiful illustration of how we as sons and daughters need to operate. Uh, of just understanding what we have been given, understanding how um, how much importance God has actually placed on our lives, um, and wanting to partner with Him in this beautiful way. Yeah, and I think it's powerful to note that the 100% man of Christ in our life and, and what that looks like for us, we think of the body only being flesh, only being something that needs to be eradicated, and we just need to contend with the Spirit. But I think that partnership, for, for it to be effective. We have to know that God wants to use part of us. Not all of us is bad. Not all of us is sinful. Like there is 
good within us that he wants to partner with. And going back on your point of prayer, you know, Jesus didn't have the Bible in front of him. He didn't have the strong devotional. He didn't have the things that we think we need sometimes for prayer. So what would you say to someone that thinks, I want to pray like Jesus. I want to have that mindset. I want to have that fervency. Um, what do I need to do? Like, how would you kind of simplify the process? Well, I think, I think just as anything else, you have to just begin to practice. Like, people don't talk about practicing prayer. We're like, we all think like, hey, we need to know exactly how to pray and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you're not you're not going to fully understand like getting into the presence of God just by not doing it. Like mm. you need to actually just do it. Like, and as you do it, as you just continue to keep praying, as you continue to keep seeking God, you'll continue to keep finding God's in new ways. Like I think, I think that's the amazing thing about God is that he always reveals himself in different ways to us. Mm. Like there's no perfect picture thing. He always says, I want to do something new. And so I think for our generation, we sometimes think we're like, hey, uh, I don't know how to pray, so I don't pray. And the reality of it is, look, hey, I didn't know how to play football, but then I started playing football, or I didn't know how to play golf, but then I started playing golf, and I got better and better at it. And so we got to just continue to keep um, keep just doing it. And I think as we um, come to God, not as an expectation of, hey, we're coming to get something for God, but just coming um, that we're wanting to draw closer to God's heart because as we draw closer to God's heart, just as what Jesus did and as he showed, like, hey, I don't do anything. I don't operate by the flesh. He said, I walk in the authority of man, but I don't operate in the in the things of the flesh. He knew what the Father did. Just as we draw closer to God, we'll have a better understanding of how God wants us to walk here on this earth and operate in that that authority that he's given us as man, but also the power that he's given us as sons and daughters of God and through his Holy Spirit. Because it's not its not like, oh, I want to make sure that's clear, is understanding. It's not the power that we have. It's the power that is the, the 100% God of the Holy Spirit that has been placed inside of us. And so us operating out of that and operating out of what we've talked about as the partnership, um, I think is something that we just got to, we've got to walk in and we've got to do better um, and that's going to come from having conversations, having times of prayer, having things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we just look at this example of 100% God, 100% man, and just think, oh, yeah, that that's confusing and just leave it there, I think we're missing out yeah. on an aspect of our importance as human beings here on earth in our time here on earth. Because I think some people, you know, we 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 think about this and we're like, well, hey, when I got saved, why didn't I just like – some people might think, you know, why don't I just die and go to heaven? Like, because I'm saved kind of thing. It's because, no, you because you're on a mission here mm-hmm. on earth. And it's because God needs you. Like, you are so important. And God needs you to operate change here on this earth because he's given dominion of this earth to mm-hmm. man. And so he wants to operate and work through you to change this world. I think that's so amazing. Yeah, so good. I mean, the verses around being his hands and his feet, the importance, the the whole reason, honestly, for the creation of earth and man and and the relationship gives way to the importance of your life, of your purpose, of the necessity in God to see his kingdom come even here on earth. Yeah, I love that. Well, awesome. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Again, this is what we want to do. We want to try to take on some challenging topics, things that are good to have conversations around, things that we want to begin the conversation, maybe even in your own life and with people around you. 
um, where you can kind of dive deeper into this topic. You know, we're diving deeper as well, and we're learning um, so much around this idea and just as we have conversations. So we just think it's important for us as children of God to continue to have conversations, to continue to partner with the Holy Spirit, to continue to allow him to operate and work in our lives. So we thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, if you guys enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to leave us a review. Let us know of any topics that you guys would like us to talk about, any things that we can cover so that we can make sure that we are talking about things that are relevant to you. Actually, in our next podcast, we are going to be talking about the importance of life. So you guys don't want to miss it. So make sure that you're subscribed and that you share this with your friends. And until next time.